Mark, might I say, mm-hmm. you don't smell like anything in particular today. I, s- I smell like nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Good morning, Vietnam! First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? Can we talk about something other than Hollywood for a change? No, I don't go to the movies much. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So what's your podcast about? Um... The movies. You smell like nothing. I've had a. Pr- I, I'm. I'm a man who, you know, no matter what armpit product I wear, by the end of the day, it's going to be stinking. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not something I'm proud of. It's not something I enjoy. Yeah. Usually, um, when we're recording the podcast, I have a peg on my nose. Yeah. Like in a cartoon. It's just how it goes. Uh, but today, no peg on my nose. I can breathe in the beautiful <laughs> summer air. And why is that? I actually. Well, I'm just trying out this new Dio. This is like an ad. Why are we doing an ad? We're doing it like an ad. Yeah, but you got a, an interesting new deodorant that I just may got have an solved all your problems. That I'm trying out. I bought it from mine from Germany. And it, my, I feel like I cycled up here. It's quite hot. I was sweating and all. I did a little workout this morning. Mm-hmm. Not stinking. But I feel like we just shouldn't say the name of it because then it's like an ad. Yeah. But just know that there are solutions out but people there. Want, people want to know if you want to give them a tip, just no, give them a tip. No, don't tell them. We don't we'll, tell them. We'll do this endorsement and then we'll pitch it to the company. And then. That's uh, true. That's true. But, um, man, but like, you know the way these deodorants say like 48 hours protection? Mm-hmm. That's just not true. No. How are they allowed? Like, I feel like the EU clamped down on so much stuff. Why haven't they clamped down on fucking L'Oreal for men 48 hour protection armpit that's why stuff? We, that's why we need to leave the EU. Uh, <laughs> and you think that like in you're saying in Britain now the, the de- like the antiperspirant works so well <laughs> antiperspirant ads in the in Britain I'd say they're able to say whatever they want they're like works for 365 days of the yeah. year one spray and you're good for the rest of your life yeah and you'll become a genius <laughs> um we have we have been away for quite a while uh <laughs> it's yeah. a nice way to start we've been away for quite a while apologies uh to listeners I'm a guy accosted me in the smoking area after a show in Liberty Hall uh like three weeks ago or something like that. And he was like, when's the next when's the next popcorn boys coming out? And I feel like popcorn boys fans always come up to me in smoking areas. Mm. Yeah, we got a smoky, smoky crew. Is that true? Did that happen? Yeah, he's like, I love the pop love the popcorn, but when's the next you gotta drop one. You don't you don't release them very often. Mm. Well, I'm sorry we didn't make this one. I have been incredibly ill. Mm. Uh, and then we've also just it's like been really nice weather Killian's doing this new cool thing in 2023 where he becomes ill every kind of two or three weeks yeah that's my new vibe I'm I'm pretty into it yeah yeah I, like <laughs> I lost five kilos yeah maybe more quite sickly yeah I did a photo shoot yesterday I sent you the photos uh, mm. did I no yeah, I did, didn't I send you a photo no not to me I thought I did I you did no I mean like this is gonna embarrass you unless your brain is kind of but like, I literally, they're above our chat. Really? Yeah. Now, what, what are they of? They're of me at a photo shoot. So I, I went. Oh, those photos. Me, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant you sent me some kind of like. No. Before and after weight loss. I went, yesterday was the first day I left the house properly. Uh, I had a job. I'm doing this ready, steady cook thing for Taste of Dublin. Wow. Where me and Emma Dorn are going to like have a cook off. And it you're, sounded really fun. You're a good fun. chef. I'm a good chef. So I think I might do an okay job mm. but anyway they needed to do some sort of photo shoot where we're like holding loads of vegetables and like you know back to back and we're like ah i'm gonna beat you you're gonna beat me and then i have like a the guy just found out that i could juggle so he kept making me juggle peppers mm. and uh like after like half an hour of juggling peppers i was like man my arms are getting quite tired here <laughs> um, but he was like you know photographers are always trying to make it like more interesting than just two people standing there smiling yeah she's so like do, do the do the juggling thing do the juggling yeah that's great that's <laughs> that's gas <laughs> um but he just like after doing that so many times i was like man can i just not i can't juggle any more peppers but uh then like i i was in bits i looked very pale and gaunt uh, and then i i like looked at the photos they posted and i look like fucking i look like i've been held in captivity for 50 days you look the, i hate to say it, but that photo is vile it looks so bad <laughs> i sent it to you and then you sent me back a photo of Gollum. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just the Gollum from the new playstation game as well yeah like i heard CGI about that. Gollum. it looks like it's i can't believe like i you know as listeners of the show know i don't give a shit about lord of the rings mm. but i can't believe fucking the Tolkien estate or whatever allowed that game to get made go if you're if you're if you're interested go and have a look at reviews of the new Gollum game it looks so bad it's insane well they they, they, I did see some 
quite fun headlines from the reviews of the new Gollum game. Yeah. Um, uh, I hate it, someone said. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Um, but yeah, so it looks really bad. But anyway, you sent me the graphic of the Gollum, which also I don't, I don't think look, looks very good. But that's, if you, if you look up the reviews of the Gollum and look at what the CGI mastering of Gollum looks like, that's mm. kind of what I look like in the Taste of Dublin Where photos. Can we, if they go in the Taste of Dublin Instagram, will we find the pictures there of you? Well, yeah, well, they'll be there. They, they tag me in it. And, and, and there's always the hope when they tag you in it, they're like a, a, a little share. And I was like, I'm not sharing that. Guys, if you go go on the Taste of Dublin Instagram and just leave a comment on how you think Killian looks. Yeah, go yeah, go to the <laughs> Taste of Dublin Instagram. Killian looks very ill. And then and then do like do Killian from at Popcorn Boys. Not looking great here. <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be good to see. And while you were sick, you were watching a ton of movies, I believe. I, I was too ill to watch movies. The only film I watched when I was sick was The Gentleman. You know, the Guy Ritchie film? Mm-mm. It has Hugh Grant in it mm. and uh, Matthew McConaughey and... Uh, and it's like not really worth talking about, and except that I was, you know, talking to Rory about it, and he said it's like Guy Ritchie's films have become parodies of themselves, and I mm. think that's very true uh, in these. Hugh Grant's good as a villain. I think that Hugh Grant's new era, where he's like a villain mm. in every film, I like that, and I think he's good at it, and I like how he's pivoted into from being like the kind of like the heartthrob, the British heartthrob, to mm. being this old kind of like pantomime villain. I think it's yeah. great. I think he does a good baddie, but. Uh, besides that, not much to talk about. Do you think he's not a heart trap anymore? Because he, like, I, I, I can't really picture what he looks like now. Like, you know, the way Sean Connery got old and then he still was kind of like a handsome old man. Mm. Is, is Hugh Grant like that or has he uh, lost it a bit? I think he looks too English to kind of be Or George handsome. Clooney would have been a better I mean, example than Sean Connery. Hugh Grant ever really handsome? It's like, I think he just looked real English. He's just charming, I guess. Yeah, he's charming and stuff. But uh, Sean Connery... Sean Connery's handsome, yeah. Well, we actually watched, uh, funnily enough, we watched um, Goldfinger the other night and Anna was watching it and Anna was like, uh, Sean Connery, a lot better looking in older age. Interesting. Yeah, when you look at him, you know, you look at him when he's young and you go, that's an old man's face Mm. being worn by a young man. I I actually can't, like when I think about him now, I I can only imagine him as James Bond and then him in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and I can't imagine any other image of him in my head. Um, I know him from like when he, he was also always at Wimbledon. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, one film, I guess we're going to do a bit of a throwback yeah. to, uh, to a while ago, but we got invited to the premiere oh, yeah. of, uh, what's the full title? George Foreman. Oh my and- God. <laughs> so we went yeah we were invited to the premiere of george foreman film thank you um, sony pictures thank it? you sony pictures we love you sony pictures thank you so much uh so i have to somehow find this on my letterbox which is because that's the only place oh okay george foreman and it's got the longest title you will ever hear for a film such an unnecessarily long title mm. george foreman so it's called big george foreman is this it? When life gives you a second chance, don't do no, it. No, 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 that's, that's, not, that's no, not it. That's not it. It's called like Big George Foreman, the the boxer of today, tomorrow, and forever, and then he comes back, and then he... Have they changed the title? Did they? Maybe they have. Um, okay. This <laughs> we is... can't, I mean, okay, okay, we got it now. Big George. Here, I got it. It's called... Oh, they changed. They changed the name. They changed the name. It was <laughs> that's so good that they changed the name because of original title. I sent you a screenshot of what the name was before, yeah. but fuck it, we've spent too much time on this. But anyway, I guess the first film we're going to review is Big. We'll just call it Big George Foreman. Um, we got invited to this premiere. It was quite a funny thing. We put up a thing on Instagram of it um, mm-hmm. when we were there, and it was funny because it seemed like they invited, you know, a lot of the Killian Sundermans of of the world. What do you what do you try, what do you mean when you say that? I mean um, comedians, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of influencers there. There was a lot of influencers and stuff, but then there was also a lot of like boxers, yeah. like seemingly like people from boxing clubs, which I guess makes yeah. sense. It's We've gone bo- to a few of these things now where it's very clearly like just influencers. Whereas mm, this was the mm. first time we went to one where there was uh, like a load of people who were kind of like yeah from a different discipline there was a lot of a lot of cauliflower ears yeah loads of cauliflower around. ears it really was um and it was a quite a weird atmosphere Very in the weird. theater before even talking about the mm-hmm. movie uh like 
people kept leaving and coming back. Yeah, I don't they, know if they're going to get beers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like everyone in the whole theater was quite pissed. Yeah, people seemed kind of drunk. I could hear almost kerfuffles going was, on in the cinema. There was like some yeah. anger. Some lad, I think, turned around and said, "Like, shut up, shut the fuck up." So there's this one influencer. I won't name or describe him, but I've seen him on Instagram. He's a fitness guy. And him and his friends were being very boisterous in the theater. I know. We can name. We can name. I think it was, uh, what's it? The guy who. Red haired guy. uh, What's his name? I kind of like him. What's his name? He did. He did. He he started a massive trend um, online. Is it? I don't know. Red haired, very strong. Red haired, muscly guy. Very strong, uh, Instagram guy. guy. Yeah. And he, him and his friends are being quite boisterous, I think, and laughing in a kind of a secondary school, school tour to the cinema kind of way. Mm -hmm. And um, then um, the people in front of him got quite angry and turned around and were like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Or something along those lines. And then uh, (laughs) that was just a weird thing to happen in the cinema as well. Considering everyone was an adult, like, (laughs) I'm used to that happening with teenagers. Mm. But then, uh, then... I feel like people were just quite pissed. And there was a woman sitting. Then, yeah, at one stage, yeah, there was, a, there was a woman sitting in the aisle eating a, bag, a baguette. Eating a baguette, yeah. yeah. Um, she looked real drunk. She was like sitting on the steps eating a baguette, kind of lazily looking at the screen. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And there were so many seats for her to sit in, but she was sitting in the aisle, like on the steps. And then at one stage, uh, we were kind of like, the film was happening. We were watching the film and everything. But like, we were also kind of looking at each other going like, this is a little bit odd, isn't it? And then at one stage, just like four young men, very muscly men, very muscly young men kind of like walked into the cinema at like four abreast, like four abreast, like right next to each other at the exact same time, like two thirds the way through the film. Yeah. And we looked at each other and we're like, what's going on? Like, what were they doing? Yeah, it was. Where were they? (laughs) They kind of walked in and they were like, just. It's like, what were you, were you using the bathroom together? Just kind of hanging they out? Like, they were like four, like, like T-1000s, like yeah, walking like, into cinema. Same four clothes, breasts, same everything. Same clothes, just walked along in front of the screen and went up and sat in their seats. And it's like, it was what, very funny. What, where were you? What, what were you doing, lads? Did you just take five kind of going, like, was Johnny feeling a bit anxious? And you were like, guys, we all got to go. He's yeah, feeling a little bit anxious. I fucking hope George makes his comeback. Yeah, like, like, what do you guys think is going to happen in the film? Let's go outside and have a quick powwow. But anyway... So that was that was the environment. But mm. let's get down to the film. Killian, what did you think? I thought it was a dog shit film. Um, <laughs> but I, I did. Okay, that being said, if you don't know anything about George Foreman's life, which I actually think most people listening to this don't. Most of you will probably think George Foreman grill. Yeah. And then also um, George Foreman, he was uh, like Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, kind of that era. I didn't even know that. Yeah, like a lot of people don't even. So like... If that's all you know, watching this is like, you know, I got as my, about as much pleasure as I got from reading his entire Wikipedia, which I did do after the film. Yeah. Which is a lot. Because yeah, yeah. this guy's life is fucking insane. I, I would say, yeah, like. Insane life. The only positive of the film is I was like, holy shit, did that, that actually happen? Yeah. Um. So I guess. It's and like not, a lot of it did. It's not a spoiler, but like. Well, it, it is. It's a re- it's a fucking true story. So yeah. I can say it. But like George Foreman, like became the heavyweight champion in his twenties. Yeah, and then but, uh, Muhammad Ali beat him, and then he kind of stopped boxing for ages. And then he a lot some stuff happened, and then he went broke. Mm. And then in order to make money again, he decided to train, and he became the heavyweight world champion again at forty five. Yeah, and he took the belt from a twenty six year old, which is just fucking crazy that he did that. Yeah. So that in itself is crazy. And I think I enjoyed reading about it and watching videos of him on yeah. YouTube afterwards more than watching the movie. Mm. But uh how do you even describe like what the movie like the it, movie was very odd. There was there was like this whole kind of like rags to riches narrative, but then also it was kind of just plodding along following his life at various stages. It was clear that the like family, I think, have been quite involved in the production of it. The, it it kind of had a weird low budget vibe about it where it was just like, you know, there was a lot of boxing matches and it was just clear the audience was either just not there or CGI. And it just mm. felt very, all the boxing matches sometimes, you know, it, it, to win his first t- title fight, like it happens very quickly and it's very yeah. inconsequential. And you're kind of like, why was that? such a not a big deal it's it seemed like that's a yeah. kind of big moment and 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 like the, i didn't i really didn't think the actor the, the lead actor had a very good oh uh, performance it was very dull and dead and you're not really getting much emotion but also i, I mean there's a moment 
when they're trying to show like his sort of rags to riches thing, he's I don't know where he grew up, but like he's growing up in in that in sort of America, maybe in the south somewhere. Are you gonna say that like the, the yeah and the, the bit and then like the the houses like it's like where they, <laughs> he has to hide from the cops. Hold on, you're you're dropping this in too easy because it's too big. Really? I think just we'll just say like you know acting quite bad. I feel like it skipped a lot of. Can of, we not mention that scene? No, 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 we have to. But I think oh. it just it deserves its own piece of discussion. <laughs> acting not very good. Um, um, there's one kind of famous actor in it who I thought was okay. What's his name? He's in other stuff. I think he's in. Yeah, the guy, the guy who's really... his coach. Yeah, his coach. Who was his? Co- oh yeah, as far as Whitaker is randomly, yeah, in that, yeah. and he does a great job. He's um, really good. It skipped a lot of what I thought would be the interesting bits of him training and stuff, and focused a lot on other weird bits. Mm. Um, and uh, strong religious vibes. I get the feeling like it was maybe funded by. It did feel a like church. a religious movie. Yeah, it, it felt like, like a, and it yeah. had this, it had the quality and budget of like religious film. Mm. But anyway, the one real takeaway from the film, which was very strange was well this scene yeah yeah well i mean maybe you describe it better but it's when he's like trying to get away from the cops (laughs) and uh he he has nowhere to hide so he hides under a house uh because that's like it's like in america where you can hide underneath houses yeah uh where and like i guess the toilets just drop straight like there's kind of just a does that does that happen i don't know but it must have been the way it was so he hides in the like place where all the poo where all the poo is yeah <laughs> and um and then like he's, he's hiding but then the cops come around the corner mm. and he's hiding and he like I, somehow gets into like poo but like then there's a, he, there's he a get, dog he gets into like the, the basically the equivalent of like this the the septic tank but yeah it's just under the house yeah and then the gone well that there's there's a dog like so you're like oh he's fine he's safe he's hiding under the house at no point do you think he's gonna get caught but then like somehow there's a dog a sniffer dog or something like that yeah, it's just a dog yeah, yeah and um so george foreman like for some reason starts to get the poo and like smear it on, on his face <laughs> yeah he smears shit all over his face and, and then- it's it's extremely extremely for graphic. some reason it's like, so, really graphically he smears shit all over his face and like in his mouth and, and then stuff. starts putting it in his mouth <laughs> and like i don't know why that would stop the dog from catching you i guess you know, cover his smell or something well yeah, i guess you know the way you, like if you bring your dog up the mountains uh, if they see fox poo they always want to rub themselves in it. i guess the logic being that like it covers the scent like his 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 it I don't know. If I covered myself in, in shit, would a dog be able to smell me? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Like, I guess. Do you, uh, do you think it was necessary to put it in the mouth? No. And I don't think it was necessary to have that scene in the film at all. No. It's <laughs> um, very it was, odd. Like, it, I guess it was to demonstrate how he was in such kind of dire straits at the time. Yeah. From, like, poverty and stuff. But, like, that was already kind of demonstrated by his living conditions and stuff. Having him actually mm. climb under a house. And like, I can't, it was really disgusting. Yeah. And having him, and the rest of the film was so light hearted, not yeah. light hearted, but it was just so kind of safe, you know, it was a very safe friendly film. It just felt very like, oh, we want to make him look like he's in dire straits. Like, let's get him to like smear himself and shit. Yeah. And it's just very, I don't know, it just felt very, like, and then he, very stupid, but also like the way the scene was executed, kind of nonsensical. Yeah. And I'm just like, why is this grown man putting poo in his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> just like rather than, oh, and it's like, look not how just... low he's sunk and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then he climbs out from under the house and he's literally covered head to toe in shit. Yeah. Uh, like, how is that possible? How is there that much poo in that house? I, I actually Googled because I know George Foreman, like I think he might have played a role in it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, he comes out at the start of the movie and he says, hope you guys enjoy my movie. And that was the best part of the movie. I really like that bit. But um, the... I googled afterwards, like I I did a lot of googling to see if there's any anecdote or interview or anything where George Foreman talks about a time where he had to smear shit all over his face to get away from <laughs> get away from a dog. And um, no, uh, I couldn't find. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Maybe maybe it was something that happened to him. And if you know, if he did find himself in a situation where he had to do that, you know. I, I would I, I feel I feel I feel bad for the man and that's you know it's a bad thing to have to do yeah. but uh 
I don't think that ever happened. And for them to make that up and put that in the film, I find very strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it, and it and and I guess it's just uh, the main issue I had was like that. I think and we kind of said this after we watched it that when you're making a biopic, if you want to make a good biopic, it's very hard to do one which um, covers the entire span of an, a whole life. I think the thing that you should do is choose a specific period of mm, someone's mm, life, mm. Uh, a, a, like a moment of like importance, uh, like where something like special is happening. Let's say like if this film was made, uh, you know, if I was making this film, let's say it would be about his 19, his, about his 45 year old when the he's comeback. 45. That was the, the interesting bit. The, you know? the interesting bit is the comeback. The entire film f- feels like it's leading up to the comeback. Yeah, yeah. And then you can maybe have some flashbacks or have sort of story about the past and yeah. fill in the back, back there. But the story is the comeback. The comeback is what it's all about. Mm. So, I mean, I guess like that's, you know, that's kind of how you should do it. It's very hard to do. You do, you do have them with like, like Elvis uh, did last year or Walk the Line with Johnny Cash. But like, I think those films, when you look back on them, are just kind of meandering and long and you're watching interesting scenes, but as like a cohesive film, they're yeah. just missing. You're totally right. I never, I never really thought of that, but like this film started literally with him as a baby. Yeah. It's and then went too... all the way to him when he's 45. It's too much stuff to try and fit yeah. into a movie. Like um, on the topic of biopics, actually, I think, mm. you know, we'll park George Foreman. Yeah, I think so. It's rubbish. Uh, yeah. Just go, read his Wikipedia and then watch a few videos from fighting. And that's and a much the, better and experience. Like, it's really good. Like, yeah. he's, it's such an interesting story. He's so but, cool. Um, man, I think, I'm not sure if I complained on this before, but when I saw the trailer for Air coming out, I was like, fuck's sake. Yeah. Like a biopic of the guy who invented the Nike Air. Mm. Fucking who cares? Like, or I know people care. Read a fucking book about that or whatever. Don't, yeah. it's just a big ad for Nikes. And then mm. there was some other one that came. I remember well, there's one. They, that, well, they were, they, this is, they, this is, I was saying to you, they've run out of ideas. People are saying, oh, they've run out of ideas, but they're making one about Air Jordans. Then they made one recently about the invention of Tetris or the yeah. licensing of Tetris yeah. in Russia. It's not actually. And then, and then, th- and now one, there's a new one you sent me the other day. Well, there's one. There's one. There was one that was about oh, what's the name of those phones? Those business phones, Blackberries. I yeah. think it could be satirical though. But even still, I don't really want it to exist. Mm. But the most recent one, the one that really made me be like, "What the fuck?" is the trailer for Flaming Hot. The the guy who didn't not not invented Cheetos or invented, but invented flaming hot variety of Cheetos. <laughs> what the fuck? Like Jesus! Yeah. What is this? This is a new genre of film we're being encountered, which is just it's like sick, entrepreneur man. film. It's crap. entrepreneurial films, and it's like no. I what are they trying to get? Do you think they're trying to get like the bro market? The, I don't the, know. The, the, the sales bro market. But I guess it's kind of like... Entrepreneur, kinda the like, Andrew Tate kind of guys. Not only do you love these, but like, it's got a crazy... I guess maybe people like, you know, let's take Guinness, for example. It has kind of a story and a heritage to it or something. Sounds like someone who may have worked for them. Don't anymore. Oh, you said uh, you talk about that. <laughs> I used to work for Guinness, but now I don't, as of last Thursday. Um, the uh, But like, I feel like people naturally like products that have a bit of a story behind them. Yeah. Especially, I don't know, this is just from my own work experience, but I feel like alcohol products, they like to be like, oh, I was brewed in this place for a long time or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like I think any products, uh, people, so I guess maybe they're like trying to get a cool story behind the Air Jordan. So people will be like, ah, yeah, it's more than just a shoe. It's like a, it's, is that total bollocks? Am I talking completely I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think like Air Jordan is just like really popular It's not even Air shoe. Jordans. It's just Airs. Air Jordan actually does have an interesting story, I guess. Michael it? Jordan. Kind of, he was the first. Airs? Air is just a kind of, t- I don't really know. It's like Nike shoe. And then Air Jordans is a variation on Air. But Air Jordan, the movie's about Air Jordans. No, I don't think so. Is it? Yeah, it's about Air Jordans. And it's, and it's hold on, I take it back. Well, no, it's sounds, about it's about Air Jordans, and it's like, but the, the film is not. I don't know. They must have had some sort of licensing issue or whatever. But Michael Jordan is not in the film, but his parents are. So it's about Air Jordans. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's about a shoe. Sounds good. It's not good. It doesn't sound good at all. It's got. I take it back. Matt Damon in it though, so like everyone's. I'm probably gonna watch it. Uh, 
Ah, no, still bad, still bad. Ah, uh, that's slightly more interesting. It's not. It, it's just everyone likes slightly entrepreneurs. More it's just like, uh, but at least, uh, yeah. Like the, you got your, you got your Steve Jobs. You got your where you is know, there a Steve Jobs movie? Yeah, there's a few. There's one Michael Fassbender. What's it called? Just Jobs. Um, I think they all kind of portrayed him as a bit of a psycho. Going to see Jobs later. Jobs. Uh, uh, doing, doing jobs. Um, but no, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of this new uh, type of film. If any one of them is good, uh, please let us know. You can send us a message. But don't I will not know. be I'll seeing. Disagree. Not, I will not be seeing any of them unless someone says like that flaming hot one, which it looks like it could be like a funny film. Maybe? Fuck off! No, no. flaming hot cheetos. Shit! Flaming hot cheetos. Because I watched a trailer and it's like nice. I watched a trailer. Trailer and said, "I'm going to create the nicest, the most popular snack in the world." And I'm like, that's not. I don't even think they have those in Ireland. They don't. And also, um, it's like, I mean, you know, I believe, I, I believe the story is he was a janitor and he proposed. But like, it's not like he, it was this fucking, well, I guess they're, they're saying it was a great making idea, but he was like, how about you put some fucking spicy powder on those crisps? <laughs> is that really like worthy of a film? Yeah. Just put some spicy, maybe it is, but I'm still not going to watch it. No, I'm uh, not. Um, let's, so products. And then the licensing of Tetris in Russia. Jesus. Yeah. Products that you'd like to see a film made about. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Well, obviously, there's I I had this idea before, but there's obviously the big film coming out about the Slinky next year. Um, Do you actually think that? <laughs> no, but these are the kind of it's basically it's like film about the Slinky. It's a derp film about the, Slinky. Do, do, do. The guy invented the Slinky. Ding bong! Uh, isn't that crazy? Isn't that wacky? It went down the stairs. It exploded. Kids loved this when it came out. Yeah, uh, Barney. The toy, but also the character in the show. Are they making a film about Barney? No, I don't know, but it's just the kind of shit they're making movies about these no, days. No, but genuinely, come on, talk to me. Product, product. Well, it's like they can't... Ha- oh, you actually want me to give you an yeah, idea sin- for... sincere. Hmm, f- the sword. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a product. <laughs> I think I'd like one about... Uh, okay, a product which I would like to see a movie about. Hmm. What's a truly original piece of technology uh the gutenberg press no a brand a brand okay fine something brandy something that's a brand the aeropress okay i only i can only do different types of presses okay gutenberg press or the aeropress okay but the aeropress is probably more a youtube video Mm. something huge do you know you know the guy who made the aeropress you know those like round frisbees yeah they're called aerobies yeah he also invented those do you know what he's like an inventor i might have mentioned it before but my dad told me there's a really good movie about the guy invented currywurst oh really that sounds good (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to see just a a biopic about elon musk and and the invention when he when he invented uh the tesla Fucking that's and then so when good. he also when he invented the electric car, Airbnb. I was about to say Facebook jokingly, but they actually already have that. Yeah. Um. What about the Jack Dorsey the movie? What's Jack Dorsey? Twitter man. Yeah. Well, no, Elon Musk invented Twitter. Mm. What about Andrew's liver salts, Rennie? I would like to see that. I would like to see a movie about Rennie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rennie the movie, and the, the, the name of the film is just called. Tum tum. I saw. <laughs> I saw a fucking nice tweet the other day, which said, "Every menu should have ready on it." Yeah, like at the end, instead of an espresso, they just give you a Rennie. I'd love that, man. I eat so many Rennies. Or, if, or a little, a little, a little, a little Gaviscon in a um, shot glass. Shot glass. I had a. I had when I was in Miami. I, I went. I ate so much garbage food because I also like I was vegan. Well. We won't discuss, but I was vegan at the time. Mm. And then I kind of started doing this thing where I go on holiday. And um, I, when I go on holiday, I just kind of eat whatever the fuck I want. And Mm -hmm. I usually kind of really, it's probably not the healthiest behavior, but I really go to town, like, because I'm like, I can eat whatever I want now. So I was eating all kinds of fucking bacon and eggs and stuff. Yeah. That kind of wreaks havoc on the tum when you're not used to it. Yeah. I was also drinking quite a lot of beer. And then I was having really bad acid times from it and yeah. i got to like five days and i was like uh, acid mm-hmm. really bad that was our last night and i was like oh my god like my throat was like burning mm. and um dan who i was with was like let's go for a 
a beer like in this bar and I was like, no, I can't, I can't drink beer. Like I feel my stomach is, is so bad. And then ultimately he convinced me, but I, I got a, um, I got some Pepto-Bismol, you know, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Pink, like Gaviscon stuff. Mm. And I poured it into a little, into its little cup and I had it on the bar and I, I, I took a sip of beer and then I take a little sip of Pepto. Yeah. And the bar lady came over like really casually and just looked at me and she was like, so you're on the old Pepto chasers. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, been there myself. Just walked <laughs> off. I was like, oh my God. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Only in, only in America. Like, that's where amazing. Just, where it, extreme heartburn and horrible diets are completely normalized. Yeah. <laughs> Don't deal with the problem. Just uh, find a medicine that fixes it. Do you know, um, do you know, it'd be a, do you know, it'd be a pretty horrible diet. Well, eating a human corpse. <laughs> which reminds me of another okay. film that I watched, <laughs> watched recently, which was Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Latest installment in the Evil Dead franchise. The fifth film, I believe. This one's directed by an Irish guy who directed a movie called Hole in the Ground, which I did not watch. Um, it takes the standard formula uh, of... Spooky people read a spooky book in the forest and transplants it to uh, L.A. Um, so it's people in an apartment block and kind of like a, on the outskirts of town, it seems. They kind of talk about how it's like a poor neighborhood or the place is kind of, they don't want to live there. or I don't know. But uh, it seems like kind of isolated and quiet. And then there's an earthquake. It opens a big crack in the ground of the building. And they realize there's like an underground vault because the building they live in used to be a bank. And then one of the kids jumps into the vault and uh, fucking finds the Necronomicon down there and a bunch of other stuff. So that's kind of how they move it, which is cool. I like that. You know, if it was just another one in the woods, it would be like, ah, whatever, you know. I guess it would just be hard to make it seem in any way new um, or different. Uh, The movie was uh, kind of good. Like, I thought the lead... Like the mum, it's like a, a family who live in this house, like a single mother and her three kids. And then her sister is there too. Um, and they, uh, the mum is the one who gets possessed. You see that in the ad. She's very good at like doing that role. And then the sister is kind of like takes the place of Ash in the previous film. So she's kind of like the lead uh, kind of hero who's kind of fighting all the zombies and shit. Um, she's also very good. And there's a lot of spooky scenes, a lot of kind of gross stuff. Overall, I don't know. It just didn't... I kind of felt like the pacing of it was a bit... Not great. Like, uh... It was a bit like some some kind of spooky stuff would happen, and then it would go quiet for a bit, and then it would go spooky again, and then there were times where, like, they'd have a... Dis- there were times where, like, they couldn't get away from the zombies, and then inexplicably in another scene they'd just kind of be able to have a chat or like pause and do stuff and be like, where are they now? Like, what's going on now? And there's just a bit of weird pacing like that. The climax scene, you can tell, you know when you watch a scene, you're like, I can tell this is supposed to seem really extreme and over the top, but it's just not really hitting that good. Um, It's kind of like that. Like, I liked it. I think I just, I think if it was a standalone new movie and not part of the franchise, I probably wouldn't have given it so much, what you call it, wouldn't have been as nice to it. But, you know, I liked it. There was some gross stuff in it, some, you know, classical gross stuff. Uh, but I don't know. You didn't like the original Evil Dead, and I'd say you would really, really not like this. Okay. Yeah. It's just a bit like, um, you know, okay. So you, you didn't like the original one. And I get Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I didn't. It was too. Uh, I felt like it was a little too gratuitously, like, awful. But that's the whole point of Evil Dead. So I feel like. Yeah. Maybe I should rewatch it with that in mind. I think so. A complaint I'd have about this is that it kind of just feels like they had a load of ideas for disgusting scenes and just strung them together without really thinking about how it would pace or how the story would progress. Um, and I kind of feel like the first one is kind of like that too. Yeah. But at least the first one had the kind of merit of being kind of a low budget, I guess, first of its kind kind mm-hmm. of um you know uh 
thing. Like, you know, it's cool because it's like, it's a low budget. It was an it's, original it's, thing. it's all practical effects. It's the really novelty gross. of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's really gross and it's novelty and it's really over the top. Whereas this has that, but, you know, there's a lot of CGI stuff in it. And oh. There's uh, some of the, I don't know, there's uh, some modern films just have this kind of, I don't know, hue to them or where it's just, stuff just doesn't look real, you know? Yeah. And I just kind of felt like, I was kind of like, ugh. And even some of the real, real gross stuff, I don't know, because it looked kind of CGI or stuff, it was definitely, it was definitely like, whoa, but it was, I wasn't like, that's so disgusting. Okay. Not so, yeah, not, <laughs> not, yeah. Okay. So it just felt like ideas. Yeah. Was like, there no, there's no narrative. It's not like you go to Evil Dead for the good narratives. No, but I don't know. Still, I, I kind of, I kind of wanted to come away being completely disgusted <laughs> and uh, I wasn't really. Um, there is a cool scene where they get into an elevator and it literally fills completely with blood all the way to the ceiling um which okay. i guess looked kind of cool and they're kind of drowning in it um that's kind of cool that kind of just happened in the middle of the movie and it, it kind of and then they eventually get out of the elevator and i was kind of like oh you know okay. that happened it's, mm. it's that's what i mean like there's lots of scenes where stuff happens and then it stops um okay there's a bit where someone cheese grates a person's leg which is the people talked about a lot like yeah. an inch of people like, wait till you see that cheese grater scene. Yeah. And that does happen and it's disgusting. But I don't know. <laughs> Someone cheese grating a leg. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. Give me it baby did. in a blender from Brain Dead. Yeah, yeah. It just Jackson's brain the, dead. The, if you're gonna watch if you're gonna watch a, an Evil Dead, watch I think the best one is the 2013 one, which okay. Sam Raimi actually also directed, I think. And he okay. uh Sam Raimi made the first film. Yeah. And he, his babies, right? he, uh, that one is very good. It's really over the top, um, violent and stuff, but it's just, I liked it a lot. I thought it was very good. Okay. This Are, one's just like, I'm we, kind of, just on, I guess on horror. Mm. Does Ari Aster has a new film coming out, right? Is that the one called Bo is Afraid? I think so. Bo is Afraid. New um, Ari Aster. Yeah, we were going to go see it last night and then we just of, decided uh, Joaquin. Of, of Joaquin Phoenix, isn't it? Yeah. He's Ari Aster, who previously made, this is the way we should do it, rather than this, who previously made... Uh, Hereditary? Hereditary and Midsommar. And so uh, who, he's like the new darling of horror. And who, who made, if he made Hereditary and Midsommar, who made... Mother? Lighthouse. Um, it's like these two guys who do A24 films and they're kind of the same, but not really the same. <laughs> I'm not sure who made Lighthouse. Lighthouse, Lighthouse, um, Lighthouse. i got to say, <clears throat> I've spoken before and people disagree. I actually argued with people on Reddit about this, about entering the post-A24 era. It was kind of very much beginning with Green Knight being like, oh, A24 films, fuck off. Robert Eggers. Eggers, yeah, the Eggman. Yeah. yeah. Um, that sounded, that was a bit fuck off. You also succession. did the Northman and the Witch. Yeah, yes, the witch. yeah, yeah Eggers. I um, liked the Witch a lot, but I saw the trailer for Bo's Afraid, and I was like, this kind of just looks like more A twenty four bollocks. Yeah, but Ari Aster is a very good director, so you know, Hereditary and 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 Midsummer, two very good films. Yeah, but I just, mean, I've said it before, Midsummer is the film that made me get into horror. You know, yeah. like very late in my life. Yeah. Really late in my life. But I mean, I I always hated it. And then I watched that film and I said, you know what? Like, if I like that, I think I might like other horror films. I, I, and I, I, and I, now I'm watching all the new ones. But, like the, you know, we will go. We'll have that for the next pod because yeah. it's coming out now. It's out yeah. now. Like a friend, apparently some people in America really hate it. And like um, my friend Brian sent a message into to, to a WhatsApp group, like some story on Twitter where people went to see it and a guy stood up and turned around to the audience and said something along like, no one better fucking clap for that. Don't clap for that. And like got really angry because he thought it was so bad, which is a, fun, a very funny thing to what? do. <laughs> Did you see the the band on, on, on uh, the band called Royal Blood at the BBC's Big Breakfast show? No. <laughs> this is completely unrelated to film, but just mm. something to do with clapping. But basically this band, it's like a, a rock band. It's just a guitarist and a drummer. And uh, they're like a rock band and they go out. Uh, Radio 1, I think, plays more like dance or kind of poppy kind of stuff. Mm. Um, They're on just before Lewis Capaldi, massive audience. Mm. And they come out and they're like, no one here, I bet no one here even fucking knows who we are. 
Yeah, well, we're a rock band called Royal Blood, okay? Are you guys going to clap us? And they're just like being really rude to this audience. Oh, no. And then like they, they go, I guess we've got to clap ourselves because this audience doesn't know. Do you guys want to hear some rock music? Yeah, only about 10 people or whatever. They're just acting really yeah, like yeah, obnoxious. Yeah. And then the guy like kind of has sunglasses on. He just looks like a bit of a douche. And then he, uh, and then like they finish their like rock set. And then, uh, and they're just a guitarist and a drummer, which is mm. kind of, and then, and then like he holds up his two middle fingers to the audience and walks off stage with, with his hands like elevated, uh, oh like God. giving it, just like the, you know, when someone's trying to do yeah, something yeah. very rock and roll what a and badass. it comes off very <laughs> uncool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very, it's a fun one to watch. If you want to see big, big, they're called Royal Blood. You should put on Twitter. And watch some guy that being a right up my street. It's very it, funny. It, like you can't like, like it's not like they just got booked in last minute. Like they obviously knew about that show for quite yeah. a long time. They're going to support Louis Capaldi. Like yeah. why are they coming out? They should have just not done it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> ugh. anyway, I was afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better not clap. Better not clap. No, we will go watch it and, uh, and we will let you know next week. It's a ne- well, the next pod when, when we do it in three months time will be very good. <laughs> um, because we're going to see fucking Enter the Spider-Verse yeah, 2 on Thursday. We are going well, to see hopefully. Enter the Spider-Verse 2 on Thursday. We got invited to the premiere for that, but uh, have not heard back from Sony Pictures. But uh, Sony, if you're listening. Yeah, um, uh, Sony, please. <laughs> just after we trashed the last film you invited us to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, is, we're, we're good cinema goers. We're not going to get drunk or start any argy-bargy yeah, exactly. in the theater. Yeah, yeah. So. I wonder if that, the way they had boxes at the last film, they'll have loads of Spider-Man people or like nuclear scientists nuclear or something. Scientists. radio yeah radioactivity experts uh so we have a, we have a really good part coming up next time uh we've got um end of the spider-verse is going to be reviewed yeah uh Bo is afraid i'm gonna watch i have never in my life ever get this mark i've never watched a single fast and furious film neither have i i was actually only saying i want to watch one sometime. so i might go and watch the new Fast and Furious film. Why don't we try and watch one to ten all in a row? Absolutely not, because I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you? What What was your zombie film that you? Wait, are you trying to wrap up? No, but I'm just gonna. I'm trying to lay a seed for the next episode. Will be soonish, and we will we will do a better job than we've done on this one because I've just <laughs> been very ill, and I understand it, it might be a bit meandering and all that kind of stuff but i i've been you know i've been sick it's the summer mark's uh been listen stop, between stop jobs apologizing i'm apologizing i'm allowed Jesus, to apologize you know? i'm sure they're enjoying themselves it's great i'm having a good time i thought you were too i am Evidently too but not. i'm just i'm just late i'm just saying we don't have that many mo- we're break. just having a good time people say they don't watch any movies either. listen I don't evil watch dead it, you know? evil dead rise topical film Big George Foreman, hotly anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> and now, what did you say? You watched some film with zombies? Well, okay. Show? Another one I watched was, this is a, f- a film that you may have seen if you have a similar algorithm to me. I don't know what your algorithms are like, but my TikTok algorithm I has been TikTok, trying to get so. me to watch this film. It's basically, um, it's called The Platform. Spanish oh, film on Netflix. I've seen that and I reviewed it on the podcast before. You fucking dope. Shiza. <laughs> um, you dumbass. Talk when, to me about it anyway. Explain it. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, it, you, it's like there's a, everyone's on these different levels in this tower. You're on a level, yeah. cement block. There's a hole that goes all the way down and all the way up. You know the way when you're going upstairs and you look at the gap on the stairs and you look down, you can see all the way down to the bottom. Mm. And then you look up and you can see all the way up. It's like that. And, um, and so there's this lift that comes down. It has food on it. It goes all the way down to the bottom at the top. There's about 200 and whatever floors at the top. The, le- uh, the, the There's a beautiful meal, which has loads of food on it. And then, the, and then the people at the top eat it. And then the second level people eat. And then slowly there's less and less and less food. Mm. And uh, basically creates this kind of social hierarchy system and stuff like that. People spend a month on each level and they get moved. And uh, oh, is that how it works? You spend a month on each level, and then, and then you, get you moved move. Up. And yeah, you, you kind of decide you're going to be there for like three months or a year or whatever. Wait, how do you get put in there? Why do you go in there? You volunteer. Why? You know, why would you do that? I think that is all done in a very strange way. But the the, the main guy goes in because he, he, if he goes in, he's going to get a diploma when he goes out. I'll give him a diploma. So it seems to be so, some sort of exchange of system what? or whatever. Starvation. I got a diploma in starving myself. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Anyway. The film itself, uh, I just got shown clips of it on TikTok so much. So I was like kind of intrigued by the concept because it's very much a concept film. 
but I just like very quickly was like, oh, this is just kind of shit. Uh, it's stupid. It, then there's horrible Sucks, scenes yeah. of p- uh, people eating. I was in the midst of like a, ver- a, a very upset stomach and and then there's some really upset stomach scenes. Yeah, so the, I, I was, the scene where like they smear shit all over their face. Yeah, it's just not nice. And uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. But the, when they eat, they eat, they eat a, a human flesh. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Does that squeamy? Does that make you squeamy, squeamy? Well, it's just my stomach was already in bits and it didn't okay. help. Um. Anyway, didn't like it. Didn't think it was very good. Not a good flick. If you were like me and you're kind of like, what's that interesting Spanish language film that's kind of like Hunger Games and Squid Games? Don't watch it. It's not good. It um yeah it's one of those things it's like if you watch this and think it's profound or anything then you're a fucking idiot you're an idiot yeah it's like there's no there's no level there's nothing profound about it it's it it does not have a satisfying kind of ending it's not a interesting revolt film it's literally just like doesn't know what it is I think it's trying to make some sort of interesting yeah. comment like, about society but it doesn't do that successfully in any way know, shape or form did you know some people in society are better off than others yeah it's so stupid um. Anyway, Wild. I watched that and I didn't enjoy it. Thanks for that. Uh, that's yeah, that, that's one film I did watch that I like. The breakdown, very good. Kurt Russell, he's dri- he's moving house, he's driving the scenic route in the south with his wife around pickup truck America. Uh, like it's re- his wife gets kidnapped. It's a very good film. It's very 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 good. Why Watch didn't it. Talk about that. Four stars. Talk about the. Because I, I that wasn't when I was sick. Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> so I watched. <laughs> um, I recently watched King of Comedy, Martin Scorsese. We're going to do a bit of a Scorsese mm-hmm. moment here. How what time are we? At? How far are we in? We probably should be rapping soon. Forty-seven. Ah, listen, we'll do a bit of a Scorsese ten, mm-hmm. and then we'll wrap up. So I recently watched Raging Bull, very good film. Robert De Niro. Boxing movie, would recommend watching. He starts off skinny and ends up very fat. And I was like, God, the fat makeup in this is incredible. No, he put it on. It ain't makeup. He put on all that fat. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And people are always saying, oh, Christian Bale got fat for a role. Whoop-de-doo. No one ever talks about Robert De Niro doing that. Yeah. Did What did Christian Bale get fat for? Vice. Oh. Everyone's like, whoa, Christian Bale's done it again. He's fat now. Um... But the film I want to talk about a bit more is bloody... Um, King of Comedy. King of Comedy. Have you ever seen that? No, but it's meant to be very good. It's very good. The plot of it is... Identical to... So identical to Joker that yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's the exact same. And what's really weird about it is it's Robert De Niro and it even has the scene... Well, not really, but like, you know, in Joker, he goes onto the talk show and whatever happens, happens. In 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 this, he goes on a talk, his kind of ultimate goal is to go on a talk show and he's a stand-up comedian and he's kind of cringe in his comedy and he just really wants to be a stand-up comedian and then things happen and he ultimately ends up becoming kind of a national hero um, through various circumstances. Mm-hmm. The plot is so similar. I was like, it's nearly like Joker was like, an adaptation of it or something yeah it's like but it's also weird because in joker robert de niro is the talk show host so I'm mm. like, is this intentional that they made i think it is intentional i've, I've read a bit about like just um, people talking about that and in various reviews i was reading about the mm. joker i think it must be intentional i think they know what they're doing there and, mm. and they and they're kind of like borrowing that plot but th- it's a funny film because robert de niro doesn't he's not a he's kind of a scary guy in it a bit not in a taxi driver way though just in a kind of a mm. Lucy goosey kind of crazy guy way he's like a stand-up comedian who's obsessed with this particular let's say Jimmy Kimmel type character yeah and he happens to meet him one day on the street well he actually jumps into his car mm-hmm. and then um your man Jimmy Kimmel equivalent is like whoa what the hell and he's like listen I just want to say I'm a stand-up comedian is there any chance you give me a shot on the show or whatever? And then the guy's like, listen, just email my office. And he's like, oh, if I email your office, will you give me a shot? And he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets out. And then obviously, because he's kind of not all there in the head, in his head, he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to email his office and I'm going to get on the show. Mm. And so then he starts going into the office and being like, oh, I met Jimmy the other day. Mm. He said I can be on the show. What should I do? And it's kind of progresses from there. Him constantly calling to the office mm. and all this mm. stuff, getting really excited about his big break. It's not, you know, so that's where it goes. So it's a really cool story, but it's interesting to see like Robert De Niro play this kind of vulnerable, maybe not all there kind of pathetic character because he's usually kind of a badass 
or even in Taxi Driver, he's not a badass. He's pathetic, but in a different way, like in he's, a scary. He, he's way. scary. He's seems he has a, a violent edge to him. Yeah, where he's kind of intimidating and stuff like that. Yeah, whereas in this, he like he doesn't seem like he wants to do anyone any harm. Um, yeah. even though he, he just seems like kind of simple. I yeah. guess. Um, I, my brain is so stupid because I like just realized I watched another movie with Robert De Niro in it like two nights ago called The Intern. And me and Anna were talking about how good Robert De Niro is I as love an him. actor. He, he He's in this romantic comedy with um, Anne Hathaway called The Intern. Actually, an all right watch. Yeah. Uh, we, like I had, I'd never watched, I haven't watched a romantic comedy in a long time. Mm. So I did stick it on. It's a nice thing to watch because no one ever, no one ever sticks them on anymore. But um, you do. I don't really. I haven't. I haven't oh. stuck one on in years. Anyway, he he's famously gives a hundred percent to every single role that he does. Mm, like mm. he would say he gave as much dedication to like uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle as he did to Taxi Driver. Like he's a professional. You know, he's Amazing. a real professional. I love that. Um, but like uh, he was brilliant in that. And then you know, we were just thinking about how good he is. His face is just so nice. Yeah, to it's look great at face. like he that the way he like it's like his face expressions are. When he smiles, his mouth goes down. He goes like, yeah. hmm. and the yeah. other way, he's got like he's just very expressive, yeah. and nice to, yeah. nice to see do his thing. Did you ever watch Sexy Grandpa or whatever that movie was? No. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Is that a De Niro? He's in a film called like Sexy Grandpa. He's <laughs> He's in an awful. But you know what? I can't remember who I was talking to about this. But you know the way with some, um, with some people, celebrities or bands or whatever, like let's say. Uh, who? Like Steely Dan? No, mm. uh, uh, Primus, a band mm. that no one will. Two bands that most people won't relate to at all. Yeah. But you know, like some bands, um, release a load of music that's amazing and prolific, and people love it, and they release some bad stuff, and then people. Uh, I feel like in some circumstances, um, people consider the whole catalog and go like, "Ah, oh, they're a bit rubbish," and then in other circumstances. Like with Robert De Niro, mm. people are like, he, he's good. So mm. if I said to you, do you like Robert De Niro or do you think Robert De Niro is a good actor? You'd be like, yeah, but mm. you'd be talking about his earlier films and not Taxi Driver and not Sexy Granddad. Well, no, I mean, let's be let's be fair now. Robert De Niro has been nominated for uh, Best Actor in 2020. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Silving Linings Playbook in 2018 he, or 2017. He's a... He's maintained his, his, but, his, his yeah okay well yeah but he uh, yeah but he's Fockers, been in a lot of he's amazing in what meet the Fockers yeah but he's in a lot like okay he does can, a lot of shit the, I don't know what's why he's Samuel choosing. Samuel L. Jackson people like people are like oh yeah Samuel L. Jackson very yeah. good he's in more shit than is good but people true, are like yeah. yeah Samuel Jackson good yeah and he, it's because for some people. They just disregard the bad. They're like, I think there's an understanding with, with, with movies though, because there's an understanding, maybe with art in general, am I just talking about, but there's an understanding that like they, Samuel L. Jackson wants to make money. And like, he's, he, I think mm, you, we mm. know Samuel L. Jackson also thinks the movie's shit, you know? Well, Liam Neeson, good or bad? Brilliant. He's in a lot of bad. <laughs> he is, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who who's the best actor that's in the most bad? Probably Robert De Niro. He's in quite a lot of bad films. <laughs> <laughs> who's the best actor with the best track record? I guess like pro- who pro- chooses really good films? Um, like probably like fucking Daniel Day Lewis or something. DiCaprio chooses pretty good films. Oh, that's what I wanted to actually talk about when I started talking about Scorsese. Have you seen the trailer for the new? Uh, Scorsese. No, I haven't. I haven't. No. What's it called? Flying West on the Night Moon. Yeah. What is it actually called? I don't know, but uh, Eastern Sunrise in the Black like Moon that. City. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't fucking want to see Leonardo DiCaprio's dumb fucking face in any more films ever again. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of him too. Get out! Yeah. I feel like he, uh, just I watched that trailer and I was like, oh, it's the fucking Revenant or whatever. Again, you yeah. know, get him out. Why get someone else in? Yeah. Or if you're not going to get someone else in, put. Robert De Niro in. <laughs> no, not Robert De Niro. Well, it's weird that Scorsese just has De Niro and DiCaprio and he just, there's this, that's his two guys. And he, yeah. he maybe do like a, a woman in as a lead or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but the, I just don't want to see DiCaprio in this movie. Something, oh, that we were talking about, uh, well, we were, we were talking about as something we might talk about 
is Francis Ford Coppola. If you follow Martin Scorsese on Instagram, which I do, um, he recently shared his buddy, Francis Ford Coppola, has recently joined Instagram. Um, director of? Director of, of The, the of, Godfather? The director of The Godfather, director of Apocalypse Now, director of... The Godfather 2. The Godfather 2, The Godfather 3, director of... Um, Many, many films. Father of director of the Outsiders. Uh, and this is his first post. I have officially joined, this is the 82, 83, I may be older. I have officially joined the world of social media. Mm. My hope is to give a glimpse into my life and journey in making the most interesting film of my career, Megalopolis. Mm. One of the greatest surprises in life is when you realize you're elderly, but there's a gentle comfort coming from that as everyone loves stories and long ago adventures told by their grandpa. Um, True. That's got 945 comments on it. He already has 44,000 followers, just like that's in pretty a good. couple of days. Everyone does like stories told by their grandpa. I'm not sure I like stories told by someone else's grandpa, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then he, sh- and then he shares, I think he really wants to get this. So the interesting story about Megalopolis this is a film that he's been trying to make for years. He wrote it in the 80s, mm. all about New York. But then, uh, and he was starting to get it going. He had a cast ready, but then um, then 9-11 happened. And he said he couldn't really make the film because New York was so tied to 9-11 and everything mm-hmm. like that. Now he's kind of in a position where he's ready to do it. He's self-funded this film. <laughs> it's a classic Francis Ford Coppola shit show. Like the production, yeah. you know, like Apocalypse Now is like famously yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, you watched a documentary about the making of that, right? I watched, and too, um, yeah. and he has self-funded something like 150 million into this project. Nice. Uh, do you want to hear the cast? The cast: Chloe Fineman, um, who's uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live, a fellow Instagram comedian. Okay. Um, Aubrey Plaza, Shia LaBeouf, Dustin Hoffman. Um, uh, who else do we have? I like Dustin Hoffman. Adam Driver. Oh, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Drive. who is actually, I think, his nephew. That's okay. Nepo, baby. Uh, and then uh, Natalie Emmanuel, who is of um, of Game of Thrones fame. Uh, uh, I think Daenerys second in command, uh, the curly haired woman. Uh, she She's in it. So good cast, good, strong cast. I wouldn't say a killer cast, but like a no. very strong cast. But this is like his, you know, swan song. This is his great kind of final film. He's put 150 mil of his own money into it. That's pretty nice. And um, and then I read this article, as to, which is apparently him explaining why. And it's basically just him going like, I just want to have creative control. I guess also he's probably going to pack it in fairly soon. So yeah, um, may as well just spend a bit of cash if he has it because he's going to be dead. Do you think Sophia's like, Dad, could you not keep a bit I'd of that Sophia's cash? Sophia's probably got enough cash of her own. So yeah, she's probably not too... To, uh, There's a lot of people in the Coppola gang. 150 mil. I didn't even know he had 150 mil. It's like then, it's like Connor Roy, isn't it? Well, look, uh, we don't want to give any succession spoilers on this, but I'm very excited to see this film. Adam Driver uh, said it was the best experience he's ever had on a film set. Wow! Making this film, it's all shot. I think it's Wait, all ready it all, to it's go. All shot, ready to go. I think it's all shot, and, and he's going to start. The, but what's weird is like I don't know if you look at his Instagram. I don't know. When you look at Mars Scorsese's Instagram, you're like, this is a proper kind of like big public figure. Mm-hmm. This is a curated thing. When you look at, when you look, even look at this image, which has like the cast and everything, it? it just, it just looks a little bit like yeah. homemade. That's nice though. He's grandpa. Yeah. It just, it's all a little, like everything I'm looking at, I'm kind of, this is a little homemade. Grandpa C. I wonder if he doesn't, like maybe he needs a big distributor behind it in order to make it like really happen for this film. But I'd be interested to see what comes out of this. As I said, nothing to lose. He's old as hell. He has 150 bills to lose, but there you go. Whatever. He's old. He's going to die. <laughs> um, I guess 82. He's probably got a bit more life in him. One of the, I don't know. He's lived a pretty crazy life. I'd say he'll probably... Yeah. One of the enough. greatest directors of all time is decided to pump 150 mil of his own cash into a movie. I want to see what happens. And it's about New York. Last note before we close. Yeah. I saw recently that Pod... Uh, Shia LaBeouf yeah. is going to be playing Padre Pio in a movie about Padre Pio. Yeah. Well, he has this... He does actually kind of look like him. That's weird. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Has he been kind of like, is, is Shia LaBeouf not a bad guy? Yeah, I guess this is his path to redemption. 
by playing Padre Pio, he become Padre Pio. Weird to me finding out that Padre Pio wasn't like Irish. We like him. He's everywhere in Ireland. It's weird to me that he had the old, what the fuck's that shit called? Where you, that's what he had. The thing where you, what's the word for that? Where you bleed out of your hands and your feet? I don't know. What? That's what Padre Pio had. There's a film called it. Um, hemoglobin. No, it's a religious thing. Hold on. Hold I don't on. know what that is. I don't know what Padre Pio, I don't know what his deal is. I just know that he's on my granny's wall. <laughs> <laughs> I googled, I googled bleeding from and the first result is bleeding from, <laughs> bleeding from back passage. <laughs> bleeding from hands and feet is called stigmata. Stigmata. Okay. Yeah, okay. he had that. He's bleeding out of his hands and feet, just like Christ. And now uh, we're going to just end the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We should really end. We're, uh, so uh, we're both standing up now, which yeah. we never do. Maybe we should stand up and do the pod more. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening. Sorry for uh, really, this one. Sorry for this one. A bit of a meander, but uh, we I are think back. It was fun. I had and fun. It was fun. And we got, hope you guys are enjoying the nice weather wherever the hell you oh, yeah. are in the world. Okay. See you. Lots of love. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Can we talk about something other than Hollywood for a change? No, I don't go to the movies much. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So what's your podcast about? Um, the movies.